right, all right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back. You know what time it is. It's a fan in the van podcast time. Um, <laughs> man, uh, catching some of the highlights from last night's Yankee game. I don't know what's up with Garrett Cole, but uh, did not even get out of two innings. Pitched 46 pitches in the second inning against Detroit of, of all teams. Is uh, it's it, Words can't even describe what it is. Um, and, and it makes you wonder, we're stuck with this for nine, about nine years left on his deal, I believe it is. And is this what we're going to expect every third, fourth game he pitches throughout the course of 162 games? Probably, at the rate this is going, um, you know, and I've been doing a lot of Yankee bashing, and it's right, and it's, you know, it's the right thing to do, because this is the, you know, this is the direction the organization has made some of us, you know, feel, and the direction that apparently they wanted to go in. Um, I seen something yesterday, I'm scrolling through, I forget where, maybe on Twitter, and somebody posted something, the biggest mistake the Yankees made was letting Tyler Wade walk away. Now, a lot of Yankee fans didn't like Tyler Wade because you really didn't see the upside he brings. Okay. Tyler Wade could pretty much play any position. He's got speed. He's a good fielder. And he's got pop in his bat. And obviously, he has talent because he's in Anaheim hitting almost goddamn 400. So, when you look at what the Yankees let walk away and what the Yankees gave up in the Donaldson trade... And what they brought in, you know, do they all balance each other out? No, because the Yankees are on the losing end of it because you could have had Tyler Wade. And Tyler Wade could be hitting 400 with the Yankees and we wouldn't be 25th and run scored. We'd probably be in the top 15. But we're not. But we're not. And the Yankees were lucky to get the win last night because Detroit don't know how to field on a Donaldson pop-up. You know, without those two runs, the game probably still being played right now. Um... But this just goes to show you the direction that the Yankees are going in. It, it's a tailspin of, you know, they don't know what the hell they're doing. You know, you 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 traded Voight and Voight slumping in San Diego. So obviously that was the right move. And it was always the right move to to eventually <coughs> to eventually move on from Luke Voigt was always the game plan. It was never Luke Voigt was gonna be a permanent Yankee first baseman. It was either gonna be Rizzo. Or it was going to be if they kept Sanchez, my idea was always make Sanchez the first baseman and you'd have to either trade for a catcher or bring a catcher up who is MLB ready. I'm sorry again for those who are telling me Austin Wells is ready. He's not ready. Okay. For those sitting there screaming for Jason Dominguez to come up, he's not ready yet. Okay. I understand we have all this, all this youth in the farm, but they're not ready yet. I get Luis Gill can come up here, pitch a game or two, light it up, and create a spark. But then the minute he pitches his game or two, it's up. Oh, let's just ship him back down instead of making him part of the main. Instead of making him part of the main roster, you know. And part of that with moving guys up and down is you got to wonder how their confidence is at that point. Like, okay, I came up, I pitched a hell of a game, and now you're sending me back down. I, I I don't know, but 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 that's across the league though. Yeah, you know, you know that, that that's a whole league wide thing. Um, but you know, again, you know, I I don't know where this Yankee team is headed, but it ain't towards a playoff spot. 
It ain't towards a World Series right now. And I was reading something where do the Yankees try to shop Aaron Judge the way that the Red Sox tried to shop Mookie Betts and were successful in doing so. I don't see the Yankees doing it. I think the Yankees keep Judge because if you try to shop him and he has no value, what are you getting? You're getting nothing. But if his value's high, do you do it? And I think the only way you do it is if Aaron Judge has come to you before the trade deadline and said, no matter what you offer me, I'm not staying. In that retrospect, then yeah, try to shop him. But if you don't know, then you're better off holding on to him and seeing if you can negotiate a deal. But it's funny how, you know, and and listen, I like Aaron Judge, but the money he's asking for is based on because he had a great rookie year. And that was how long ago now? Because he's been... And since, okay, you know, now, do you know, if the Yankees cave and give him what he wants and he doesn't live up to the end, of, you know, to, he doesn't live up to his end of the deal, what are we all going to do? We're all going to bash the Yankees for it and we're all going to bash Aaron Judge for it. But if he lives up to that contract, then it's... You know, we're all going to be like, oh, we always knew he was worth $360 million. Well, I can tell you right now, I don't think he's worth or will ever be worth $360 million. And again, there's many that agree. There's many that disagree. That deal that, they, that the Yankees offered him was fair. It was a little more than fair. I would have given him two, 210, not 230. It was a little more than fair. Okay? I think there's almost a little compensation in there. Like, hey, you know, maybe if we duke him an extra... 15 to 20 million, you know, he might just sign. Uh, and right now, it looks like it's going to shoot Aaron Judge in the foot. But, you know, again, we're only, what, 11, 12 games into the year. And we shouldn't even be bashing this team the way we're bashing them. I and yet, they're giving us a reason to. You know, what's this team going to look? Are they going to be buyers at the trade deadline or are they going to be sellers? You know, are they going to bring in another pitcher? Because, Obviously, there's some issue with Cole we don't know we don't know about. And again, everybody can make their jokes about spider tack and all this crap. But every other pitcher was using it. So I, I really okay. I just I just don't. But to jump off the uh the Yankee Bashathon for a little bit, um <coughs> I had seen for those who watched game one of the Celtics and the and the Nets. And if you watch the sequence where a fan started jawjacking with Kyrie and he flipped him off and then said something to him, yeah, the NBA decided to go and find Kyrie Irving. Um, listen, I understand, and, I, and I've said this before, where when you're on the court or you're on the baseball field, a football field, or an ice rink, you you represent the NHL, the NBA, the NFL, and the, you know, and Major League Baseball. I understand this. But I'm sorry, but if you're going to sit there and act like a self-entitled piece of shit and talk to me like I'm nothing, yeah, I'm going to flip you off and tell you to shut the fuck up too. That's what I'm going to do. So I don't blame Kyrie. I don't blame Durant. I don't blame there's even a video with, with, with Devin Booker where he tells somebody, shut up, you pussy. Okay, like at, at the end of the day, again. And, and, and it's been said at nauseum. These guys aren't just athletes. They're, they're humans at the end of the day. They have the same emotion. They bleed the same as we do. And you're sitting there as a person who, yeah, you got lucky because you have money probably from mommy and daddy. And you get to sit in these nice seats. And what do you do? You act like a complete jack-off. That's what you do. That's what you do. Instead of enjoying the game, 
Okay, I understand that there's the heated rivalry. With, it's not even the Nets and the Celtics. It's with Kyrie and the Celtics. Okay, and I understand that there's been some situations that led up to the, the Celtics fans hating Kyrie and maybe Kyrie not being so welcoming of Boston fans. Okay, then there's another video that came out, and I think it was after game one where Kyrie's walking in the locker room and somebody says, Kyrie, you suck, and he goes, suck my dick, bitch. You already know that's going to be another fine coming. <sighs> I, I, I just don't get where some of you people think you can get these nice seats and act so entitled to like, you're allowed to just say what you want. It doesn't like no one else is around you. I don't get it. But as far as the NBA playoffs all go, the most interesting series that you are going to have, honestly, is Memphis and Minnesota. And it's mainly because of John Morant, and it's mainly because of Anthony Edwards for Minnesota, and John Morant, obviously, of the Grizzlies. Um, Utah's doing what Utah does best. They win the first game, lose the second. Everybody said Golden State was going to be a one-and-done team. Looks like Golden State is back to where Golden State used to be, and that's dominating in the playoffs. Um... You know, I think Phoenix got slipped up last night. I think Phoenix played. Uh, but, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I was asked the other day, who do I think gets the NBA Finals? It's not Philly. It's not Philly. Honestly, I just think even though they have a talented roster as far as Embiid, and then you have uh, Maxley, I think, and a couple others, I think with Harden there, I just... I, I don't think they get there. I, I just don't think Philly... I think getting Harden was a mistake for Philly, to be honest. But then again, you know, I could be wrong. And I'm, you know, I'm just making an assumption that Philly's not going to get there. You know, I that, Chicago's definitely not getting there. Miami's not getting to the finals. I don't think you have a rematch of last year with the Bucks and the Suns. Um... Do I think the Bucks get back there? Uh, then again, I counted the Bucks out in the Nets series, and then they even shocked me. So I would have to say, I would have to say, you have the Bucks going back to the finals, but they're not winning it. And if you do have a Bucks Suns uh, rematch, I think the Suns take that one. But you know, we'll have to wait and see how the first rounds play out. Who moves up? Who who's going on and who's going home? So, ah. Uh, you know, and as far as the NFL, you know, we got the draft coming up in a week from this Thursday coming up. So, be an interesting Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, as always, because it always is. Um, you know, and 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 of course, there's a lot of rumblings that Detroit might shake up the whole the whole draft board by going quarterback, whether it's Willis or whether it's Kenny Pickett. If they go quarterback. This is what Detroit's telling you. They're not sold on Goff, and they're doing anything to get rid of Jared Goff and rebuild from every position. <coughs> Which is something, honestly, Detroit should do. If Detroit wants to be a winning franchise and Detroit wants to start getting to the playoffs and Detroit wants to start being in Super Bowl con contention and start even just being a relevant team, is Detroit has to build from the ground up, and you start at quarterback. And, and this is not a knock on Jared Goff, but 
you have a talented quarterback in Goff sitting there in the NFL in Detroit, and like Stafford just being wasted away because you're putting nothing around him or you're putting subpar weapons around him at best. That that's what you're doing, and 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 it's atrocious. Um. You know, I just don't know what more you could really do. And then there was another thing I seen to jump off the draft for a bit. People are doing these dynasty rankings now. So I seen one on tight ends that honestly intrigued me. And this isn't to knock Kyle Pitts, and it was his rookie year, but the fact that you're putting Kyle Pitts above George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, and Mark Andrews is... It's beyond me how you do that. Because... Kittle is better than Kyle Pitts right now. Kelsey's better than Kyle Pitts. And Mark Andrews. And even though Mark Andrews is on the Ravens, he's still. Mark Andrews is a better tight end. The dynasty, if I was doing these dynasty rankings at tight end, honestly, this is how I would have it. It would be Kelsey 1, Kittle 2, Andrews 3. They got Waller 6, which is fair. Goddard at 7. Pat Frymuth at 8. I'll take it. Um, Kyle Pitts, honestly, would be the 10th one. And I'm not saying Kyle Pitts doesn't go on to be like Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, but to take a guy in his first year and what impact did he really have in Atlanta, I mean, let's be real, he had like one touchdown the whole year, as far as I remember, and you have him, you have him sitting at one in a dynasty rank? I don't think so. And then... Obviously, I don't know if anybody's seen, but the NFL has been investigating Hugh Jackson's claims that the Browns were tanking on purpose and paying Hugh Jackson to lose. Well, according to this, and this does involve Tom Brady, and it and it revolves around the whole Miami situation in Flores, that many believe that Brady is the unnamed quarterback in Brian Flores' lawsuit that Stephen Ross wanted to tamper in 2020. If the Dolphins had, pl- had a plan that started with Brady becoming, <laughs> Brady, it was all rumored that when Brady retired, he was going to become a minority owner of the Miami Dolphins. And then it would end with Brady coming out of retirement to play for the team. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. And um, <laughs> And the other thing, that I'd seen, um, was I scrolling through Facebook, and there's a video of Debo Samuel, and he's driving, and he's talking about how he's been, you know, obviously Debo Samuel, like Kyler Murray and all these other guys, you know, they're unhappy with a team, you know, they, you know, they scrub everything from that team off their social media. In the Debo Samuel situation, though, it's getting ridiculous from the standpoint of again. He's a football player, yes, but he's a human before he's a football player. And you have these fans that are messaging him on social media with, with, with racial ethnic slurs and death threats and, and all this other nonsense. Need I remind the, the, the people that watch sports? To them, it's not a sport. It's a business. And Debo Samuel feels he's worth a high value. Now, have you seen Debo Samuel play last year? Tape shows you he's worth what he's pretty much asking for. Okay? 
it's not unfair to ask for what you're worth. But to go out there and you and you know and you guys want to burn his jersey and you you want to call him the N word and you tell him oh I hope you fucking die and this that and the third. Come on, again this goes back to all you keyboard warrior little trolls who who don't have the balls to say to his face. If Debo Samuel walked up to you in the street and went up to whatever and used their social media handle. Oh, did you type this on such and such a date? Uh, 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 no, no, my friend stole my phone and did that. I would never say that to you, Mr. Samuel. Come on. Come on. Just, 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 just stop. You know, listen, I had to come to terms with it that this isn't a, it's not sports no more. It's a business. You're watching, you're not watching a sport on TV anymore. You're watching a business. You're watching investments. You're watching live stocks is what you're watching. You know, these, you know, uh, like I would go places and watch sports with random people and people would be, and people would watch and be like, how are you paying this guy this amount of money? I don't know him as that guy. I know him as 20 plus million a year, just sucking. It's how people look at it now. It's how people look at it. <clears throat> but going back to the draft, real quick. Um, obviously, Monday I'll have my... I'm going to do two mock drafts. I'm going to do one that shakes it up. And then I'll do one that's a legitimate one. But, you know, there's a lot of people saying... You know, again, as far as the Steelers go... If if Willis or Pickett, and this is what it really revolves around, is either one of those two. Because they're not going to trade up, let's say, with the Giants to go get Desmond Ryder. When you can get Desmond Ryder at 20. Or you can get Sam Howell at 20. Or you can get Matt Coral at 20. If Willis or Pickett are gone before that fifth pick, and the only way that happens is if Detroit, Houston... Jacksonville or the Jets decide to really shake it up. Now, now obviously, the Jets aren't going to draft a quarterback because, you know, the, the, the Jets are sold on Zach Wilson right now. And listen, is there room for improvement with Zach Wilson? Every Jet fan will tell you yes. Every Jet fan will tell you yes. There is room for improvement with Zach Wilson. Could Zach Wilson be successful in this league? Yeah. But you got to get the right offensive weapons to complement the quarterback. See how that works? So, if Detroit goes Willis or Pickett, then the Steelers sit pat at 20. There's no way they're going to trade up at that point. Because then they feel now, okay, well, if Detroit takes Willis, and that's the guy you really want, and according to Ben McAdoo, you know, and, and of course Ben McAdoo doing Ben McAdoo things, he comes out and says that Sam Darno is the starting quarterback in Carolina, but then retracts it and says he put his foot in his mouth. If Carolina, because Carolina is not going to trade out of that six pick. They're not going to do it. So if you're not sold on Kenny Pickett, if you're the Steelers, if you're Tomlin and Colbert and you're not sold on Pickett, then don't trade up to get him. If anything, either trade out of the pick or use that pick for, for another wide receiver or safety 
or or defensive line or something. Don't just draft somebody. Don't don't just draft a quarterback because the fan base has been pleading you to find Ben's replacement since for the past three four years. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Um. You know, obviously Atlanta. Even though, listen, a lot of these teams that sign quarterbacks don't think just because they signed the quarterback like Atlanta signing Mariota that Mariota is going to be the new franchise quarterback. Atlanta is still in play for a quarterback. Atlanta is going to be in a rebuild. You know, so when you look at Atlanta, Atlanta is another one that could land one of these guys. So, you know, the draft is always a crapshoot, and it's to me the NFL draft is always the most interesting thing to talk about. Because there's so many ways this draft can go. There's so many blockbusters that can happen. There's so many trades that can happen. There's so many, oh my God, I can't believe this team drafted this guy moment. You know, like the Giants and Daniel Jones. Same. Um, But the NFL draft to me, I think sometimes, is bigger than the whole offseason itself. And and speaking of that, you know, and I seen that Cleveland. I don't know where Cleveland getting where Cleveland's getting all this money from, but I understand that the cornerback position is like the second hardest position to play after quarterback. And I'm all for a corner getting paid, but not when it's Denzel Ward. And it's not because he's on Cleveland. This has nothing. What I'm about to say has nothing to do with him being a Cleveland Brown. What I'm saying is. How are you paying a guy $20 million a year, I think it rounds out to, who's, who can't really stay healthy at times? Again, I'm not knocking Denzel Ward, because Denzel Ward, when he's on the field, is a talented corner. I will give him that. But you're paying him all this money, and he can't really stay healthy all the time. But again, that's Cleveland. Cleveland's always going to Cleveland. And then Pittsburgh went out. I found this one interesting. So Cleveland claims Miles Boykin from the Ravens. Ravens caught him Monday. Steelers pick him up last night. Okay. All well and good. But then here comes the Steeler fan base. They don't like it. So let's talk about it for a second. Here's what they don't like. They don't like the fact that it's not James Washington and Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay. I'll agree with that. But here's the thing. James Washington wasn't offered anything. Juju was offered something, and it wasn't to his liking. So they went their separate ways. Miles Boykin does have an upside. Is it an improvement off, you know, going from Juju in Washington to going to Miles Boykin? No, it's not. But it's better than nothing. Okay? And Miles Boykin comes from a Ravens team that's not so receiver-friendly. Let's just be real. Lamar is inaccurate a lot. He is. So for Ravens fans to listen, you can't say he's not. I mean, when I mean when Lamar's accurate, he's accurate. But a lot of times he overthrows a receiver, underthrows a receiver. You know, there's a lot of times the receiver's got to run back to get to the ball. And again, I'm not knocking Lamar. But I'm just saying, Baltimore wasn't always a, a wide receiver-friendly place with Lamar at quarterback. And it's only be really because Mark Andrews was really their most viable offensive weapon and then their run game. 
It's not. I'm not saying that Miles Boykin couldn't have been a good wide receiver in Baltimore. It's just that they utilized the run game more and Mark Andrews a lot. And, you know, and then you have Marquise Brown there, and then you you were supposed to have a good year out of Bateman, but Bateman, you know, yeah, but we're not even gonna go down that road. Um, but Boykin brings an upside to to the Steelers. I get it's not Landry, and I don't think the Steelers are done yet. And, you know, when I'm seeing all these best fits for for key, you know, free agents that are still out there, like Beckham and Landry, Landry going to the Colts, and that's where they have him as the best fit, isn't necessarily the worst idea for for Landry and for Indy. I mean, even though Matt Ryan's going to be on the center, you know, and and you know now in Indy, which is going to be weird to see. It's almost as weird as seeing Brady wear a Buccaneers jersey. But I think that that's the most for Landry. That would be the sexiest place to go because it's somewhere where he could be featured as a number two, or even move up to number one. But. There's a reason why a lot of these guys are still sitting out there as free agents. Obviously, Beckham's still sitting out there because he's coming off ACL surgery, and it's only going to be you know they're going to everybody wants to see what what his value is going to be, and a team will pick him up whether he's injured or not. Somebody will pick him up. It's just a matter of who. It's a matter of when. But there's a reason why guys like Joe Hayden are still sitting out there because Joe Hayden's a guy who's 31, 32 years old that still thinks he's worth you know. $10 million a year. And I think a lot of these teams are waiting for these guys' markets to drop and their values to drop and what they're asking for. So could Joe Hayden possibly come back to the Steelers if he came back on the cheap? Yes, so could Edmonds. You know, you, you know Tyron Matthew, everywhere I see the best fit is Pittsburgh. But do I see Tyron Matthew going to Pittsburgh? No. No. Because Tomlin's come out and he says, yeah, we entertain every option but we don't like to bring in guys at certain points of their career. And Tyron Matthau is at that point in his career where, yeah, he's still good, but he's older and the Steelers are looking to get younger. So I hate to burst the bubble of Honey Badger to Pittsburgh, but it's not going to happen. It's just not, it's just not really going to happen. Um... But as I get ready to go and start getting ready for work, log into everything and whatever. Um, again, Friday's episode will be nothing but me shutting down the LeBron lovers again. And hopefully for the last time. Okay. You know, I said I would never discuss it again. But every time I go on social media, there's something being brought up about it again. So Jordan, LeBron will be Friday. So that's one I would definitely stay tuned for. And, you know, listen, I don't think it's a debate that's never going to stop being had. But I think people who don't understand might understand after I speak of it. And again, I'm not saying that I am the end-all, be-all of sports podcasts. But when it comes to this, there's a reason why I feel I have to 
kind of do it and educate certain people. So be on the lookout for that one. Obviously, thanks to all those to retweet, follow, listen. Uh, there's also videos on YouTube. Uh, hopefully, me and Jay can get to one Sunday. Um, but till the next one, stay safe. And as always, peace.